Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are and whenever it is on this amazing day. I hope you are having a great start, middle, or end of your day. This is Robert Bolden, Life Transformed, and this is Coffee and Christ, my daily share of the weekly practice, my weekly share of the daily practice that has literally transformed my life over these last many years. So I'm so excited to be with you today. So we're going to go through the verse of the day. I'm going to relate it to what we've got coming up. Um, Monday, July 10th, which is our purpose challenge. So you can learn your, your challenge, you can learn your vision, you can learn your purpose, which will allow you to ultimately get to freedom. Yeah, so, anyway, um, sorry about that little delay there. So we're going to go right into the verse of the day. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. So, here we go. I think that is speaking to, and reading this, this is really, it becomes a soul thing. Um, so you notice in each of those instances for everyone who asks so we have to ask for the one who seeks so we have to seek and the one who knocks so we have to do the knocking so I think as it relates to our challenge you know change is really turning away from this world and what we've come to know as being the soul. The soul is desiring of this world stuff, generally speaking, and the soul can never be satisfied. So, so this verse in particular, to me, speaks to really um, overcoming your soul's natural desires to be fulfilled in this world. So our purpose challenge is a way to do that. So we're giving you an opportunity in the challenge to find your vision, to find your purpose in each of the five major purpose areas. And then to be able to take steps towards achieving that vision and living a purposeful life. Because let me tell you, that's what everything in scripture talks about is it's Jesus is teaching us. I mean, the Bible's all about Jesus. And Jesus is teaching us how to live a purposeful life. A life that is really speaking into the eternity of our lives. Just did a We Wednesday yesterday about, about this and being saved and when Judgment Day comes again and all of that. So the key is when you have an opportunity to, to see to knock, to ask, 
I think that's when the real transformation happens. <clears throat> and that is literally what our purpose challenge is all about. So you will have an opportunity to join us seven days over just over two weeks every other day. You'll get recordings if you can't be on live. If you can be on live, you'll be eligible to receive prizes. Um, so come on, knock. We'll open the door for you. It's free to join the challenge. If you're seeking bigger purpose, if you're seeking a more purposeful life, if you've got a big vision and you want to see it amplify, then our challenge is exactly where you need to go. And if that is what you're asking for, those things, you will receive it <laughs> in our challenge. You will receive it. So I think that is beautiful. So join our challenge. You'll have a link in the show notes here. Register for the challenge and get ready to transform your life or have your life transformed by Jesus because that's really who does the transforming work it's nothing that we're doing it's all about Jesus all right let's go to the plan for the day <clears throat> welcome aboard I've always been intrigued by Elijah Bible points to us that Elijah was a man who was just like us, yet his larger-than-life example points to us that our prayers have to be wild and audacious. Elijah's prayer was beyond his personal needs. The sphere of influence of his prayers extended to the entire nation of Israel. His prayers became a doorway of prosperity, not just to his life, but to his entire nation. What are wild prayers? Prayers that give earthly license for heavenly interference to accomplish the unimaginable and the unprecedented. All right, that speaks directly into what Life Transformed is all about. Life Transformed is a wild prayer. It really is. It's to have love, places, and spaces, transformation centers all around the world, where as you enter these places and spaces, you know from the moment you enter that there's a difference. There's something different. From the smells you smell, from the vibe of the people, there's something different. And you're allowed to, in that kind of environment, release any of the stuff of this world. You can leave it all behind and uh, get in a state of joy, really, and engage with people who are full of the Holy Spirit. And in that kind of environment, we believe that's where God will do his transforming work. Jesus will do his transforming work. The work that only God can do. It's nothing that we do. We just set the environment because that's what the Holy Spirit has called us to do. So, I love that definition. Many times we're tempted to only take prayer requests that have a precedent in history of being answered. We ask God for the same miracle that has happened in the life of another person. 
But God waits to propel our situations into groundbreaking, history-making miracles if we have the faith to ask for that which is infinitely above and beyond human reach, which is exactly what we are doing at Life Transformed. I love it. What can we pray about? Everything. The problem that is not prayed about is a pain that has not been attended to. And you know the problem that we collectively have prayed about is isolation. You know, in the world, we are more isolated now than at any time in history, even though we're more connected, we're still more isolated. That's why disease is going up, the world's getting crazier. So that's the problem that we prayed and we are praying about is to provide a place for people to get out of isolation and into community. Prayer is not just talking to God about our needs. We can tell God about everything, our sins, fears, addictions, that deep, dirty secret that we have hidden in the very depths of our being in those embarrassing situations. When can we pray? Prayer is talking to God about everything. We can keep telling him about all that is happening in our lives because it happens. The Bible exhorts us to talk to him incessantly, like we would talk to a friend instead of taking our problems to people, the police, the bar, the court, we've got to take it to God. Now that is very good. Is this... I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure out my little tea here. I think it's steeped by now. Okay. take everything to God and I think that's, that's that's the cool part too when I think about the challenge you know we can share our problems with people but ultimately you know our community is going to direct you to take those things to God that's what it's all about to, to rest in Jesus and to have faith in in Jesus. So it's just a beautiful dance, if you will. Um, and that's why we're excited about having you join our community. Okay, write down those problems, addictions and sins that seem to be too big for you to handle. What are the faith blockers? List the questions, thoughts, fears that arise in your heart and mind as you pray. Hmm. So again, the problem we've talked about is isolation within life transform. And obviously they're too big for me as an individual to handle or any of our leaders or even collectively all of our leaders to handle. Faith blockers. I mean, this is a personal question. I think for me, there's no faith blocker. I just believe that God is is working through us for the glory of him and that's where the faith comes in love it so i don't really sense any faith blockers maybe you have some faith blockers if you do if you're wrestling with things of this world if you're wrestling with how can I get this done? Or how can I? Anything, how can I? That's, I think, where the switch comes in. 
you can switch it. And that's what we, our community does, is we want to help you see that nothing is done in your own strength. Okay, and the third question, list the distractors that sidetrack your mind as you pray. Hmm, that's an interesting one. Yeah, it's all about, uh, one of the things we've learned about is the lifestyle of Jesus and living that lifestyle. And he often, you know, went into silence and solitude because that's the key to get away from distractions. We do, in Life Transform, one of the gifts you get when you join at a certain level is the Panda Planner. And it's so cool because when you review the week, you know, you list your, you list all your big wins and all those things. And then each month you summarize how the month went. And one of the questions it asks you is distractions to avoid. Like you've got a big goal for, let's say it's July. And then the reason why you want to achieve that goal and then the distractions to avoid. So I think this whole thing of being present in the moment, avoiding distractions in your mind is such a key thing. So as that relates to the challenge, I think it's exactly that, that don't be distracted when you come in to our challenge. It's an hour and a half every other day. And you'll have action sheets, you'll have action to take each day. But go into those segments with this in mind. Don't let distractions sidetrack your mind. I think that's so important. So it's interesting, you know, meditation was always characterized as clearing your mind of everything. Well, in the Bible, it talks about meditate on the word. So yes, you can clear your mind, but you've got to fill it with something then. So the Bible taught the original meditation, clear your mind, but then fill it with the word. And our action sheets are going to lead, in, they're going to lead you into doing just that. So you'll be able to put this into practice, as they say. So I love that aspect of it. All right, and then 1 Kings 18, let's see here, let's see 1 Kings 18, I'm the same the whole thing, okay, so I'll read a little bit from this, maybe, let me see, I'm a little bit Oh, okay, 1 Kings 18, 30 to 46. Then Elijah said to all the people, come here to me. They came to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes, descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, your name shall be Israel. With the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. He dug a trench around it, large enough to hold two seas of seed. He arranged the wood, cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and on the wood. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. 
do it a third time. He ordered and they did it a third time. The water ran down from the altar and even filled the trench. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel, that I am your servant, and have done all these things in your command. Answer me, Lord. Answer me so these people will know that you, Lord, are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the soil also. Soil also licked up the water in the trench. See, that's the power of our God. He is so powerful. He is amazing. So that is... That is the... Sorry about that, I got distracted by little beeping sounds. Um, so anyway, that's, you know, God is very powerful. He can come and make his presence known literally whenever he wanted. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, the Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. And Elijah commanded them, seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. They seized them, and Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered there. See, Old Testament was like, and Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told the servant. And he went up and looked. There's nothing there, he said. Seven times, Elijah said, go back. Seven times, the servant reported a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black and clouds, the wind rose. Heavy rain started falling and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. You know, the thing I learned about the prophets of that day, this time, you know, Elijah was predicting rain and there had been a drought. Well, if a prophet prophesied something that didn't come true, they were stoned, they were put to death. So Elijah was in this constant place of predicting these wild things. <laughs> But guess what? His faith was strong enough that he knew that God was working through him. And I think that's what we feel over at Life Transform, is that God is working for us. That's why we have this big audacious dream of love places and spaces all around the world. And we are prophesying that, that that is what we're going to do. And uh, we want you to join us. If you're moved to join us, if, if the Holy Spirit is saying, yeah, I think I need to get involved in this challenge thing, well, check out the sermon, the uh, show notes, find the space where it says register, and you are off and running. All you have to do is register once. You'll get into every session. You'll also get a recording if you miss a session so that you can get caught up. Let's go to James 5. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, 
and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. There you go. That is the power of big, audacious prayers. Love it. All right. So, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited about uh, the challenge coming up again Monday, July 10th. Check it out. Um, we're going to add so much value to you, and we're going to give you an opportunity if we add value. I'm going to ask your permission to make you an offer to join our community. And my hope is that that is God's will right now that you are registering and signing up and that you're going to join us in this amazing pilgrimage to eternity with our hope of picking up a few souls along the way. This has been Life Transformed, Coffee and Christ, Robert Bolden. Have a great rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening, and we'll see you next time.